It's good to be in God's house this evening. Any man. Well, praise God, we've been doing a series on joy. Amen? And our first message had to do with the joy of knowing Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Amen. Hallelujah. Then we had the joy of being able to have the privilege of prayer and talking to Jesus and having fellowship with Jesus. Amen. Then we had the message on getting gratitude in your attitude. Praise God. Be joyful. First. Uh, Thessalonians 5.16, be joyful always, amen, pray without ceasing, giving thanks in all things, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus, praise God, and we talked about the fact that, that we need to focus on the, the blessings in our lives, and like the songwriter says, name them one by one, praise God, and, and when you begin to think about all that God has done and what God is doing in your life, amen, <clears throat> then you have uh, means to be grateful, and gratitude leads to having joy, praise God, because you think of all the good things. And then, praise God, we talked about last week about enjoying the trip last Sunday evening, and, and we talked about the fact that so many people focus on the final destination. They focus on the nest egg and, and uh, preparing for retirement or having their mortgage payment and their house paid off. And and getting that promotion at work or whatever, and focusing on on all the destination and 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 what's going to happen, praise God. And we talked about that God has begun a work in us, and He brings that to completion, Amen. And so, uh, you know, we're not focusing on what is going to happen, praise God. We're focusing on the now, Amen. And we talked about the fact, you know, we gave you some illustrations of that, you know, if we're going to have enjoy the trip. We're going to have to seize the moment. We're going to have to get, squeeze every amount of joy every single day of our lives out of our situations. We have to acknowledge that there's pain and suffering in our lives, praise God, but at the same time, amen, we can still have the joy of the Lord. We also have to appreciate all the little things in our lives, not the big things. People look at the glamorous and, and the spectacular and everything. Praise God, but it's all little things every single lifetime, a day of our lives that we can, you know, have joy about and, and, and feel blessed about. And then also, <clears throat> you know, practice contentment in our lives. You know, being content with what you have. You know, we're living in a society of wanting more, more, more all the time. And, as long, and when I get this, then I'm going to be happy. Or I get that, something else, I'm going to be happy. Well, praise God. Amen. We can be content with what we have, praise God, and be, know how blessed we are with what we have in our, in our lives. And, and I thank God for a roof over my head. I thank God for a car to drive. I thank God for food on my table. I thank God for all the little things in life, praise God. And then we talked about the fact of being content with what we have, and then also, praise God, keep a sense of humor. Amen. Sally and I have learned, praise God, in our retirement time and, and uh, the aging process that sometimes we just have to have a sense of humor and laugh about things sometimes, you know, and, and it helps us. You know, Sally keeps me laughing all the time, you know, and uh, teases me all the time, but she also brings joy in my life. And then remember, praise God, that he sees the future, praise God. Remember, amen, he already is there, praise God, and he already prepared everything, praise God, and you're going to win. Realize the goodness and the mercy of God. Remember, praise God, surely goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your 
life. Praise God. Not just when the final destination, but every single day. Praise God. We can enjoy the mercy and the goodness of the Lord in our lives. This evening, praise God, we want to talk about maintaining Christian joy in our lives. It is, uh, and the scripture that I want to read is, wherefore, uh, Philippians, praise God, in the second chapter, uh, wherefore, my beloved, as ye have already obeyed, not as my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Praise God. Now, uh, is, is the, this is not an exposition on the book of Philippians. But since Philippians is a book of joy, amen, I'm pulling out all the portions on Christian joy that I can. The thing that Paul emphasizes again and again, much of it is because of our minds <laughs> that have been brought into conformity to Jesus Christ. Our minds have been transformed by the renewing of the mind. So it is important that we understand that it is the mind, someone said, two men looked through prison uh, bars. One saw the mud and one saw the stars. <laughs> you know, it's all a matter of attitude in what you are looking at and what you are seeing. Someone said, you are not what you think you are, <laughs> but you are what you think. So it is important that we think right, amen, that we understand right. If we are, are going to have a good attitude, because your attitude is far more important than the facts of what is happening in your life today. Let me say that one again. Your attitude is far more important than the facts of what happens to you. What you think about your circumstances is important. What you think about your relationships is important. What you perceive about the other person or your problems is important. You know, what you, you know, uh, perceive about your, your opportunities is important because those are the things that determine whether you're going to cope or collapse. It is not things that are bad, amen. It is how we respond to those things and those circumstances of life. The people around me do not make me what I am. But they reveal what I am. <laughs> because how, of how I respond and how I act. It is not the circumstances of our lives that are important, but it is how we respond to the circumstances of our lives. That is important. William Jones said, the greatest discovery of my generation is discovery that we are, as human beings, can alter the way we think. I want to give you three principles to remember. Amen. Number one, you are a product of what you think. <laughs> Praise God. Because the Bible tells us out of the abundance of the heart, the most speaketh. Amen. Yesterday's thoughts determine today. Today's thoughts will determine tomorrow. So we are a product of what we th think about. Instead of mumbling and complaining about how bad it is, or you are praising the Lord for it, praise God, or are you praising God? Amen. So n number one, you are products of, of your thoughts. Number two, you are responsible 
for your thoughts. You're the only one <clears throat> in there. You know, look, you can kind of look up. You're the only one in there. <laughs> Praise God, in your mind. <clears throat> you are the only one that controls it. Every day you write your paycheck for tomorrow and the next day by the things that you think about. You are responsible for your thoughts. Number one, you are a product of your thoughts. Number two, you are responsible of your thoughts. And number three, you can change, amen, your thoughts. You can do it. It is possible for us to do it. Your thoughts can be a problem. Because if you think the same way for 10 to 15 years, you're in a rut. <laughs> Praise God. And, and when, what we're talking about, when we're talking about thinking in the mind and everything else, we're talking about that in correspondence with the Word of God and what God's Word says. Amen? So you can be in a rut. That's what you call stinking thinking. And it is not easy to turn it around. Amen? But your mind controls your reaction and your response. And we can turn it around. I know, like, it's hard, but you have to start somewhere. We can start now, start here. Amen? It is like the little boy trying to shoot the moon with his BB gun. And the man says, you can't hit the moon. And the little boy says, no, but I'm going to get closer than you do. So you start right where you are, because if you do not think positively habitually, then you're going to think negatively naturally. It's so if you are going to think positively, we have to start now. If you're going to be positive, start talking that way. Amen? Because the way that you talk has a lot to do with how you and everybody else will respond. A couple of researchers decided if... <laughs> you can believe this or not. But anyways, a couple of researchers decided that they were going to uh, plant some flowers. And they were going to do it different. So they took two plants and they did the same quality of soil and in each pan. But they uh, put 23 seeds in each pan and three times a day. These two researchers hovered over these pans. This one pan, and they talked negatively to the seeds. They, then they went to the other seeds and talked positively to them. Laugh as you may, but picture this. The first pan, the flowers were bent over, yellow looking, a lot of them, and did not germinate. The other pan, they were tall, 8 to 10 inches high, and green. If it will do it, to seize what will happen if we start doing it to other people. I don't understand it, how cows produce more milk. Now, I could not think of their names, Sally. I could picture their minds. In Vermont, we had dairy farmer in our church. Guess what? You cannot believe. I went over there, and they milked 60 cows, and I went in the barn with them and everything, and you would, you know, they name their cows, and they're talking to their cows and everything else. And so, and it's amazing that they know who it is that's milking them 
because if they are milking them and they're talking to them, they produce a lot more milk. If somebody goes in there and they try to do it, if they maybe try to take a day off, they do not produce as much milk. So, and, and, and hens will lay more eggs. <laughs> but it, it happens, amen, and I guess it, it's been proven it works. The way you talk to your family, your children, your friends, your co-workers, anybody, because a response yields a response. The way you talk to yourself, <laughs> look in the mirror, praise God, and talk nice to yourself. <laughs> praise God. You know, there was a man who got locked in a freezer car. He pounded on the wall, amen, and, and he tried to get out and everything, but no one heard him. And so he sat down and he wrote, this is probably my last words I'll write because I'm going to die. Well, guess what? He died. <laughs> and then he discovered later that the freezer was broke and uh, it was 58 degrees in there. <laughs> so he died of a negative input. It is important that you put some positive thinking in your mind. I've discovered something, that a big man, when adversity hits him, will always see the good things and the bright side. He'll say, it's all right. I'm going to make it. Amen? I'm going to overcome. They are never down. They still have joy. The small man will say, oh, things are tough. It's rough. And I wasn't uh, treated fair. The big man, capable man, successful man, you will never catch them down. They may be discouraged, but they will never say it. They are looking up. They're looking to be positive. Looking to see th things are going to be all right. Isn't that what a Christian's supposed to be? Amen? That we get, you know, that our minds, that, that, that God is going to do it, that he's going to take care of it. Amen. Paul, although he was in prison, he was in chains, he, he was up. He was positive. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. And so he was one of those big men. He wanted a little... You know, he wasn't a little grumbler. He is not, was not a pessimist. In order to develop your attitude and make you a different kind of person, the greatest thing we can do is, like Paul, think on Philippians and what he is going through and the joy. Paul writes from prison under a death sentence. But he writes with joy. Notice what he says in these verses that follow the one that we read. He said in verse 13, It is God that is working in you, both to will and, and to do of his good purpose. It's God working in you, he's saying. He's in, amen. He knows God's at work. He's in jail. <coughs> but God's working. His will. And then... In verse 14, <clears throat> do everything without complaining or arguing. Then you become blameless and pure. And I tell you, it, it really makes a difference if you have a clear conscience, doesn't it? 
Amen. Blameless and pure. Amen. Do everything without complaining or arguing. And then verse 17, he said, even if I am being poured out like a drink offering, he said, I, what are you, I rejoice that you, praise God, too should rejoice and be glad with me. He's saying, you know, my circumstances, I rejoice. I'm positive in my circumstances. Praise God. I'm not grumbling and complaining, even though my life is, can be poured out as, as an offering or whatever, and all that I'm going through and everything else. Praise God. Amen. God's working. And so <coughs> I rejoice. Amen. And I rejoice, praise God, that you can be glad with me. He's about talking about having the joy of the Lord. So Paul, even in his circumstances, he's up. Even in our circumstances, we can be up. Amen? The situation did not control Paul. He controlled it. Let me tell you three things. First of all, monitor your thoughts. Stand guard over your thoughts. Okay? Okay, well, that means, uh, well, this is a good thought. This is positive and everything. Oh, no, no, this negative fear. This doubt, no, this fear, get rid of that. Monitor your thoughts, okay? Second of all, muzzle your mouth. Do not let yourself say those kind of things. You know, what the, would pass through your mind? No, 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 you're not going to say that. You know, you're going to guard your thoughts, and you're, praise God, going to muzzle your mouth. Paul was in jail, but all the writings of the Philippians and everything is all up me. <clears throat> Amen. He's not saying negative things. He's saying positive things. He's talking about joy, praise God. And then, not only monitor your thoughts, muzzle your mouth, manage your moves. Manage your moves. Just don't let yourself get down in the molly gloves. Don't let you, yourself, get down in the molly gloves. Say to yourself, this isn't right. If you will do those three things, what will it do? It will turn your life around. Paul was set free because he was forgiven. <clears throat> Amen? Because he knew what he was suffering. He was suffering, as the word tells us, for the gospel to go forward. Man, that's what it's all about. Suffering for righteousness sake. Amen? Because others were being inspired. If Paul can suffer and rejoice in his circumstances, he can inspire others to rejoice. The people that he was writing to, he was inspiring them, praise God, to have the positive thoughts. He was inspiring them to rejoice in spite of any suffering or opposition or anything that they were going through because of the cause of Christ and the gospel's sake. Amen. 
And what is, what is Paul doing to us in the book of Philippians? And, and what he is going through and everything. He is inspiring us in our circumstances to be able to rejoice and have the joy of the Lord. Joy being, Paul's being up and maintaining joy was a byproduct of his thinking. He was responsible by maintaining his thoughts, muzzling his mouth, and by not letting himself get down. And you are a byproduct of your thoughts. Amen. You are responsible for your thoughts. Amen. And you can change your thoughts so that you can be up. So you can be up just like Paul was, no matter what he was in, praise God, and have joy. And let's face it, praise God, this, I don't think that anybody, any of us is going through what Paul was going through in that dark, dreary dungeon that he was in, praise God. And, and he wrote this book to us. He's going through that. Amen. And so to have us to be, can, so that we can have our thoughts and, and so that we can be up, so that we can have joy. And, you know, and once you start, guard your thoughts, watch your mouth, and do not let yourself get down. Praise God. You see, there's a book that I gave away. <laughs> Praise God. And that book the title of that book was Happiness is a Choice. Amen. How we think, our thoughts, amen, praise God, and maintaining those thoughts in our lives and continuing, praise God, to be inspired by Paul and be up, amen, and to overcome it's all a result of the inspiration that Paul, all he went through, so that you and I can make that choice, that we can, you know, depression, being depressed or not being depressed, it's a choice. There's only one way that's, and that is if you have clinical depression, and there's some kind of imbalance in your life as far as chemical imbalance. But there's very few people that have that or the severity of that. Brother Tom used to have that problem. You know, but I don't, we don't have any excuse tonight, amen. Praise God. You and I, praise God, can choose, praise God, to have the thinking that, that we are going to be up, that we're inspired by Paul, praise God. That we can rejoice no matter what we're going through, praise God, and we can have the joy of the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. The joy of the Lord is my strength. In his presence, this fullness of joy. Praise God. Worshiping tonight. Amen. I don't know what you guys are doing, but boy, I was talking in tongues and worshiping the Lord and pursuing the Lord and getting in the presence of God. Amen. I mean, that's my choice. You know, I could sit there like a bump on a log and do nothing, or I can enjoy God's presence. Amen. I can be up. I can be inspired. I can worship the Lord and give him the glory and, that he deserves. 
Amen. The praise he deserves. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. So it's, a, it's our choice, isn't it? Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank God for Paul. Thank God for his inspiration. Thank God for the message of joy that we have been receiving from the book of Philippians. Praise God. I thank God for that. Amen. And I, I'm looking forward to ministering this, continuing this series in, in the uh, month of August. And I thank God for it because, you know, uh, it's a, I'm glad because I needed this. I needed this tonight. Praise God. Amen. I need to honor, work on my thinking and praise God and, be, and realize responsibleness. And I can alter my thinking and I, I can be inspired, praise God. You know, I'm leaving here tonight, praise God, not because I preached this message, praise God, but because this message, amen, ministered to me and Paul's writings ministered to me tonight, praise God, so that I can leave here being up, amen, hallelujah. I can alter my thinking and I'd be inspired and I can leave here, praise God, full of the joy of the Lord, amen. The joy of the Lord is my strength. 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 If you want joy, you must ask for it. If you want joy, you must ask for it. If you want joy, you must ask for it. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Ha 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 because ha, ha, ha at the enemy, praise God, but I'm not worried about it tonight. But ha, 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 the circumstances. Amen. Praise God, my thinking, positive, being up, being inspired. Ha, 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 praise God. Hallelujah. Maybe, amen, I go ha, 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 and those circumstances will float away. But praise God, ha, 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 I can be inspired, and I can be up, and I can have the joy of the Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Jan, would you close in prayer tonight?